0: You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 135, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, Discount Comic Book Service, and Netflix.com. Beat Peanut butter, hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 135. My name is Ron, and I'm here with... Connor
1: oh. and Josh
0: and hello <laughs> hello and we and thank you I for Fan... calling comic phone <laughs> and we're, we're from ifanboy.com where we like comics usually when there's not a million to read like this week um, oh, we but, like them. But this week we read them, and uh, every week one of us picks out the best one and writes a Pick of the re- uh, pick of the Week review that goes up on iFanboy.com on Wednesday night, and then we come here and talk about it on the podcast as, lo- as well as the other books that came out during the week. Um, so we're going to talk about Josh's pick, uh, but before we do, I just want to warn you, we're going to talk about what happens in the comics, so we might spoil some things. So if you haven't read your comics yet, uh, press pause and then come back after you've read them. It will be a better experience for you. Yes. Kitty Prystead! <laughs> no, she's
1: not. No, she's not. <laughs> she's just bored. Out of her freaking mind. Um so I guess this leaves me with a pick. Um <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, whatever. I was I was like I was dreading this week because looking at the the pull list I had and just all the stuff that was coming out, I was like, There's no way I'm gonna be able to make this call and, and people are gonna be unhappy and uh
0: the odds are stacked against it.
1: It was a difficult week. However, um, first off, I want to say I bought a lot of comic books. I read a lot of comic books, and I really liked most of them. But yeah, it
2: was a really strong week. Yeah, it was. It
1: was, it was however, was like week. a, it was like a B plus week though, because yeah. I would read something. I was oh that was really good. I enjoyed that, but it wasn't like ooh like it didn't didn't blow me away. Where I could be like I could write something about it and be really enthusiastic about it, you know, and come here. And so I had actually left uh, Astonishing – Giant Size, Astonishing X-Men number one um, or X- Astonishing X-Men number 25 depending on how you want to call it, um, which it isn't but should have been I guess. Be. <laughs> um, and I left it for last. Just I, – I don't even know why. And then reading that book, uh, there, I was I was like, ooh, this is good. Ooh, this is – ooh, it's pretty good. And then just right at the end – and I, I wrote this in my review but there's the page where um, – Everybody, it's, everything's already happened and Wolverine's depressed and he's got, he's in socks and he's, he's got beer cans all around him and, and Armor's like, can I help? And he just goes, are you a beer? And I was like, <laughs> that's it. Everything was great. And that was the icing. And there's no, there's no, and I, and I was like, well, you know, unless something horrible happens in the last few pages, uh, then, then that, this will be the pick. And it, it absolutely was. I had, I had no qualms about this pick. I have no, uh, you know, justifications, Qualifications, yeah. none, uh, this was just a great ending. I said in my written review, and I, I, I'm I'm saying in the mini, uh, this whole story, this what? run, is is just legendary. I mean, this is going to be up there with the great X Men stories of all time. I think.
0: I mean, Ron, um, you probably, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think, I think overall, yeah, I, I mean, just purely from the art alone, um, I think from Cassidy's art and everything. Um, really, I, I mean. Yeah, well, the, well, the thing was, if you remember, if you go back and you look at all all the story arcs that happened in, in these in the in this whole twenty five issue run, the, the second one, the Danger Room one, was a little weak, mm-hmm. you know. But then it came back pretty stronger with the with, with, um, with the one after that, and then this one has been super strong. I mean, there were four total arcs, um, and you know, like the the first one was was the best. If you ask me, just I think it's probably the newest. and fresh. No, that
1: that was really good. It's funny because I didn't start reading this until issue thirteen, fourteen, and since I'd went back and read the first two trades. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed it, and I don't typically like X Men stuff. Um, so yeah. to me, that was, you know, the the other thing that I found interesting is, and I saw this a lot where people would say, um, "Oh, we we shouldn't have picked this because it was late or whatever." And and normally that is a criteria. I don't care.
2: No. I think there are certain books that are exempt from from that, and this and, is one. And also, Superman exactly later is the one
1: that was the other one yeah, that came just- out this week.
0: And,
2: and I you just kind of have it's, to. I mean, there's some, normally I, I have a hard line against late books, but for some reason these two books
0: I have uh, exempt from. My well, because because it deli- when you get it, it delivers. It I mean, does. That's that's, that's the whole trick. I mean, even even me. I mean, like you know, um, you know, the diehard X Men fan and stuff like that, and and the fact that you know. Like I, 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 you know, I want to preface that that I love this issue. I thought it was really great. I don't like some of the things that happened. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but but I understand. But like, but like little things like Whedon did to fix things that were wrong with the X Men that I, even I agree with. Like he finally gave Beast, he brought back the romantic angle to the Beast, mm-hmm. right. which at the very, very end, which I'm like, why did not you do that earlier? That's what I, you know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. great. And then, um, and then, then the thi- and and ultimately at least with this issue the, the art is just what I mean like when you open that first two page spread and saw oh my Castle god like I gasped I yeah totally, I did too totally, yeah
2: who, I, who do we have to kidnap to get Whedon Cassidy to do Astonishing Spider-Man or or, or
1: the Fantastic Four or yeah, yeah. or yeah. uh, Dr. Strange it doesn't matter like everyone he wrote in this book was, was great and 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 while ultimately I, I it wasn't entirely clear why all the heroes had that to me, although eventually I, f- I yeah, guess it was – I had
0: the same thing. I figured it – I thought there was something about the magic – about the bullet having yeah. ma- magic protection, protection. Yeah, but they, that wasn't fully explained. It that wasn't. Was- or if it was, it was months and months and months ago. Um, I think
2: I think we can really fully judge this, this whole arc, to go back to your point about it being an all-time arc, is, is when we can read it all together in, a, in, the, in the inevitable omnibus that comes out. I mean, sure, yeah. You and really, th- really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be an all-time arc, and I think I agree with Josh, it's probably my favorite X-Men I've read in years, but mm-hmm. I really want to read it, sit down and read it all the way through to see how it, it all runs together.
0: Wait, now, yeah. now, the, now the, with in addition to the in addition to when the heroes kind of you know kind of vegged out and all thought they were saving the earth from the bullet and weren't and, and not being sure about that, um, the only other thing that annoyed me was just the um, just the acceptance of Kitty's fate. And so, for th- those who don't read it, basically what happens: Kitty Price trapped in the bullet. And the bullet's heading towards Earth, and ultimately – and they can't stop it. They try throwing things in front of it, and nothing, nothing works. And ultimately she uses her power and phases the bullet to go through the Earth and saves the do, Earth. Do you mean the but acceptance ex- by her or the acceptance by others? The acceptance by others. Okay. And so – because then – so it ends, with, it ends with her saving the Earth, and then we kind of get a flash forward. And it's Scott in the, off- in the office at the, at the school and Peter going, so we're not going to go after her? And they're like, there's nothing we can do you know like and it just like it just seemed a little i don't know it just seemed a yeah, little but- well if it has
2: magic protection it may not be easy to find i mean there are, it's not just like it's a big ship hurtling through space it's a ship that's been enchanted but also
1: you have to and say be, that it may be exempt from that yeah you have to but, say i mean the, the point of the story was she sacrificed herself
0: no I understand I understand that but, but it just it, but, I mean and of course they left it open that, that of course she'll be back because of she didn't die and, and that a lot of, but, but it just, it just the, the way that was handled in the two panels between Colossus and Cyclops to me were just like a, similar to the way that we didn't we didn't know exactly what was happening when the heroes vegged out it was just like I yeah. just would you know like well, it's it it a little too a little too neat and simple no you know, but see but, but, the, but, the, the, but then, but then the Wolverine the grieving was, was so perfect was great yeah it was, I mean but know, the thing it, is they had to end the story if they had been like well we're gonna mount a super effort that's another story Right, no, which I understand, which I under, uh, totally understand, but I would have liked a little more reason as to why they can't do it. It's just like, well, well they tried, they can't. That's well, just not to say they're not going not to keep trying. But it well, you've got to like, go with it a little bit
1: because he said, yeah. you know, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, y- yeah. you tend to believe those people. You don't know how long it's been. You know, they, they, made, they made a try. Um, one of the things that I think that Joss Whedon does really well, if you've ever read his stuff or, or watched the shows he did, is that he doesn't give you what you want like yeah. he will, no, he, totally will he will totally. break I'd, your heart and that's what yes. he did here yeah. and he totally. knows that, that the thing the way to make a compelling story is to not give you what you want and, and right, it which, hurts like hell and he makes you love the people so when they, you don't get it like it's even worse Right,
0: which Um, I I, don't get me wrong, I totally understand. I totally yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, So I just I had no question about this being the best thing that I read this week, which is really saying something. In this week, Uh, there was there was there was really funny stuff. There was like extremely emotional stuff, Uh, and and one of the other things about it being late all the time that I think is interesting um, is that it's a fairly complicated plot, and every single time I felt like I had to figure out what was going on again, and. Usually that annoys me, but usually by about at least, you know, the latest halfway through an issue, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, I got this. I know what's happening, and I, I get the point. Um, and it's, it's funny t- because
2: I have a bad problem with remembering stuff. I mean, we have that problem here. We read so many books, so it's sure. hard to keep up, and we get a lot of emails reminding us of things we've forgotten, but I, have, for some reason, had no problem remembering the last issue of this. I don't know why, but the last the bullet thing stuck in my head, Yeah, I thought it was a really really cool twist at the end. So, usually, 99% of the time with this book, I have got to re- remember, but this time i was ready to go from page one which really helped <laughs> yeah. um also spider-man saving the world was the best panel uh, yeah. of, of the year it's i awesome. actually liked
1: i liked the bit where um where storm was on the radio and and she's like he's he's punching people to wake them up it, at least i think that's why he's hitting them <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you <laughs> just see peter park going
0: out just punching everybody he's and so was, funny he's so funny he's so funny and, and i And I I, I did I struggled with the um with the um with the aliens with the break world aliens and that whole you know kind of the the prophecy and who was doing what whatever but I thought the final scene with Colossus talking to the guy and he's just like you know. He's just like, you know, like, and in, in lecturing him, going, you know, like, I will not destroy yours. And then turning the page and just seeing Wolverine jump and cutting the dude's arm off. <laughs> and Cyclops like, going, I will rule it. It was just like, yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was one of those, you know, like, kick ass moments. It was really cool. And so. there was a lot of those. If you just remember <laughs> yeah.
1: how many great moments there were in this story, you know, going like, or even the run, if you go back to uh, Wolverine, who thinks he's a, a little girl, I mean, just. Yeah. What a great run! What a what a yeah. I mean that that's just got to be up there. And it, there was a lot of content. It's you know twenty five big ass issues. Yeah. Um. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. And it, it was a good ending. I just I had a lot of fun with it. So.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was. It, was, it was, I mean, it's, it was. A, it was an epic issue. I mean, it was really good. And while it doesn't fit exactly into current continuity, or whatever we understand, where it can fit and all that, you know, like in Cyclops gets his visor back at the end, and although that doesn't explain how or why, um. um but you know, but it was it was. Uh, I mean, as an X Men fan, I can't ask for more. I have yeah. to assume that Emma was was holding, holding it back, back and, no, yeah. and yeah, and like they can't keep that up forever. Yeah, I guess she was getting yeah. She, she, he says it
2: was a beautiful gift when he's looking at her. So clearly, yeah. she was doing it just. You know, you got to work on it a little bit. For you
1: know, Whedon doesn't hand it to you in a silver platter. You have to yeah. you have to reason why things are happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and let's just. I mean, it goes without saying, but John Cassidy is a modern master. I mean, the dude. Oh, absolutely. He's he's. I've been saying he's he's sort of like the closest thing we have to a Neil Adams at this point. Like he's yep. the guy who's who's taking it to the next step and then leaving us. Yeah, exactly. Goodbye. Hey, goodbye. goodbye, John uh, Catherine. Hey, there's
2: money somewhere else. I'll be over there. Um, but uh, the, the – one his thing- Wolverine and his Beast, is Spider-Man. I mean, those are just. They're just he, he does a great Beast. I mean, I hate the way Beast. I hate the little
0: Beast. Yeah, the feral Beast. Yeah.
2: But uh, his Beast, his Beast is, is I, I really like.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. The um, now one thing I and I forget I got to dig up my Secret Invasion issue, but am I right or wrong? Is is now Agent Brand? She's dead now after Dum Dum Dugan blew up that satellite, right? If that was her, yeah. Oh, true, yeah. But that 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 would be a shame.
2: Who is I, she supposed to be the daughter of?
0: I don't know, to be honest with you.
1: There was a was a really I just wasn't getting. Oh, no, there was a no. really ballsy line about her when she said her name, and she's like, "I don't plan to be gain raped," and I was like, "Oh, Jesus." Like yeah. every once in a while, he'd sort of hit you with something that just had a little more weight to it, and then yeah. she branded him. It's good stuff. I oh, hope yeah. she's not dead.
0: So her father was a blue furry monster. So I, I mean, if there's some reference to a, a previous alien, I'm I'm missing it, or I, I I don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm sure someone will find out. So yeah, Who we'll was the out.
2: Muppet that was blue and furry?
0: was the Muppet? Gonzo yes. and Cookie Monster. Gonzo's her father. I don't think Gonzo's in Six One Six continuity. So she's she's part weirdo. She's part weirdo. <laughs> Super wow. Gonzo. Is
2: the super gonzo part of six one six? Oh, I said it. Fuck that. Yeah, ah. exactly. Let's move on. All right, we have
1: so many books to talk about. I, we, I mean, this uh, is this is the cavalcade of books show. We've said that before. This time, like all
0: books, no
2: voicemails, no emails, just but books. It
0: was it, was, so it nice. was ridiculous. I mean, on top of the books that I bought, and then the Starman Omnibus came out. I mean, it was just like there was all these books just came. Oh It was just ridiculous. It was unbelievable.
2: Starman omnibus, the Great Mirage on the Horizon.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> real. Re- finally,
2: finally, finally came out.
0: <laughs> Speaking of finally,
2: Final Crisis. Oh, that was awful transition. Final Crisis number one uh, from Grant Morrison, JG Jones, the first um, issue of the big DC event. And I have to say, I had so many books. Like like we keep saying, I didn't, and I had so much to do this week. I didn't actually get to this book until Friday, mm-hmm. and um, oh, I didn't get the most of my books until Friday. And I, I all I'd seen was a lot of mixed reactions, so I was really apprehensive going into this. Um, I really liked it. I, I really liked it. It would have been one of my choices for pick. It would have been up, up there mm-hmm. with, with a few other comics. But I really thought it was a, it was a pretty much a prototypical Grant Morrison first issue in that he lays a lot of groundwork for stuff and he doesn't give you a lot of answers, which people a lot of people don't like. Um, but with Grant Morrison, it almost always pays off by the time you get to the last issue. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of you got to take the whole journey to get there to, to see what everything meant in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Like Flex Mental, which I just read, was exactly like that. Where the first issue made no sense, but then when you get to the last issue, the first issue made total sense. It's just a matter of you have to read the whole piece as a as a whole. And as someone who's read Death and New Gods and Countdown and and um, uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory, which apparently now is very important, um, I got most of what was going on. There wasn't I didn't I didn't love everything that happened. I didn't like the the Monitor stuff. I think that stuff that those guys dragged the story down, but um, I liked most of it. Mm-hmm. And
0: looked great. Yeah, no, uh J G Jones' pencils are just uh, they're just, they're awesome. They're so good. So yeah, um, yeah no, I, I i mean I'm with you. I, I heard a lot of negative criticism of it and I didn't really um I didn't really feel as if it deserved the total negative criticism. I didn't think it was awful, I didn't think it was a miss. Um admittedly it wasn't it's the first issue of a huge of a huge event book, so I, I didn't expect a lot from it, you know. Um I expect the, I expect the um the energy to come, you know, in the mid issues. Um you know, there lot. You know, I agree with you. The monitor stuff kind of dragged it down. I thought the um, the it just it just seems that there's a lot going on, so it lacks some of the good um, some of the good real character characterization moments, character building moments that that Morrison right. can do. You know, like the the scene with the Justice League was really only three you know a couple of panels. You know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, I feel as if that could have been way more. But um, but it's gonna be you know seven issues, and and I'm patient. And I um, so the the big thing though is that Martian Man Manhunter, Manhunter getting killed. Um. And it's and the criticism I've heard a lot is that a character of that statue and stature, um, it only happening, you know, him getting captured off panel and then getting killed in one panel seemed a little um, uh, disrespectful, people said. But I don't necessarily agree with that. But, uh, I don't agree with that
2: at all. It's funny yeah. that
0: if, if you think about it in contrast to the last
1: Marvel event, the Civil War, and they're like, someone will die, and it was Goliath, a character nobody's thought about ever. Yeah. You know, and that was such a big deal, like – it, it there's actually a user review that we were going to spotlight later that sort of makes a comment on this but the fact that he was sort of unceremoniously dispatched of and and it was no big thing it, it that's the point yeah. a, a death is not supposed to be respectful they're murderers yeah they they I being... think
2: I th- yeah I think I think I mean marshman Manhunter's always been one of my favorite characters for a, for a while He's probably the top 10 superhero characters of mm-hmm. mine and I always I've always liked him um, for, for me, the death showed how how scary Libra is yeah. and how much of a threat he is. Now we have to we have to respect his his prowess. And the thing about heroes is they don't always die heroically, mm-hmm.
0: but that doesn't make them less of a hero. I also, Charlie you know,
2: Crockett didn't die fighting off Mexicans till his last breath; he was executed. That doesn't mean he he was less of a hero. You know, and, and execution doesn't mean you you go down. You know, it doesn't mean you you you've been diminished in any way.
1: And John Jones is 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 you know he he can, he can hold his own, right? He's no small thing. I mean, there's he's got the fire thing going on, but you know he he was up there with with Superman and Wonder Woman, so
0: right. yeah, no, he's a big power, yeah, totally.
1: I uh, um, I had read a lot of the same thing too, so I was um, a little reticent, I guess, going into this, and also, I don't know, I I actually I really liked this, but. I was trying not to think of it like a big event book and, and not make it bigger than it was. I went into it reading it sort of like I went into reading Seven Soldiers where I was just like, all right, I'm not going to know everything that's going on, but I'm going to try to be interested in all of these these little things going on, all these characters. And, and you're right. Like, Grant Morrison will come around. Uh, and this ties into uh, – I haven't read everything in DC, but it ties into some stuff that I have read and, and some stuff that actually goes pretty far back. Um it was looking at the like John Stewart is flying around, and some of what he was, his dealings with the new gods and, and apocalypse. That was from Cosmic Odyssey, you know, yeah. like way back. And so it seems like it's tying into that a little bit, and and uh, just you know, this I think it'll be this will be a fun way to discover a, a lot about this, these characters as long as it holds up. And
0: yeah, and and what, and one, exa- one example, like I was talking about the characterization thing. I mean, like the, the scenes with Doctor Light and Mirror Master, as brief as they were, were great. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, like I, oh, I, you know, like Morrison really wrote them entertainingly, and and you know, continuing the you know the the Rogues being you know one of the best things about the DC universe, um, and and to that you know, um, I assume what they find is Metron's chair, so is Libra Metron. I don't know. I mean, I it, it's doubt a lot it. of interesting
2: ideas. The whole actually, this ties into a couple of books that not many people read: uh, Teen Titans and uh, Birds of Prey. The last month. Has been dealing with the Dark Side Club, which is from Seven Soldiers of Victory. Is when um, it was the human. Josh, did you get to that point where the human form of, of the Apocalypse Gods no. were like Dark Side was a human and no, but uh, I liked
1: that uh, in this. A, I thought
0: that was really cool. Yeah, I mean that's Dark Side now, right? I mean that. Dude's... Yeah, so
2: apparently they've fallen. You know, f- their their deaths led to them falling to human form. You know, people are like oh, but Dark Side's dead. Well, he's dead as a god. Now he's now he's a man. He's still got glowing so. red eyes. So. Well, because apparently he won, he, he in, the, in the death of the new gods things it was left to say maybe he 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 tricked and everybody and won but no one knew it so this is probably going to be revealed here, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and so that in that sense the idea is that the bad guys won and this is this is now we're going to see the repercussions of Darkseid having finally won the war against against the the new gods
1: mm-hmm.
2: so um, I liked I liked all that stuff I just I and think they've it's... been showing up in other issues so.
1: Mm-hmm. I think if you went into this expecting to be blown away by a big Superman-Batman fight, you know, and and wanted it to pay off right away, it's not going to be like that. It's going to feel more like 52, actually, where at first, I mean, because it was stretched out for months, we were like, what the hell is going on? And then at issue 16, 17, 18, it started to coalesce, and you're like, oh, this is good. Like, this is what that feels like to me. So that's why I think I enjoyed it. Yeah which is yeah i
2: mean this is this is epically spanning. we go from the first man anthro to uh the last man the, the last commandi, the last boy on earth, so I mean he clearly has an epic feel going for this. it's just going to take a while to unfold it's just it's like, going to take seven issues and you might yeah, not so. get
1: everything in it you know you sort of have to almost pick and choose the the things that that you that that work for you because there's so much here, you yeah. know, I guess or you
0: could read Wikipedia incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big it was a big grant Morrison week it was yeah nice. uh
2: batman six seventy seven part two of r i p which is um only for this issue on a two week schedule it goes back to monthly after this mm-hmm. um because it was catching it was everything yeah. was catching it was it was waiting for the side books to catch up finish their plots and now they're lined up um I thought this issue was much better than the last one
1: um did you guys buy this i was com- not- i was completely lost. Really, like I finished it and I was like, I don't know what's. It moved faster than a GI Joe cartoon. I just, I
2: thought it was pretty. I mean, I thought this this intru- introduced some pretty interesting concepts in that um, the Black Glove is this organization that's trying to destroy Batman. It may or may not be being led by this guy, Doctor Hurt. It may or may not be inside Batman's head. It may or may not be Jezebel Jet. It may or may not be Alfred. I mean, basically, what we're left with is we don't know who's responsible for taking down Batman. And it could be all. It could be a bunch of different things. So I thought that was really good, really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, at the very end, the uh, Batman is, there's some sort of psychic trigger takes him out and then, then a bunch of guys show up and beat, beat the hell out of Alfred. So, um, I thought it was really good. I mean, I don't, I, I, you know, in a similar way to final crisis, we
1: haven't seen it
2: unfold enough yet to really get a handle on what's happening, but
1: I think, no, I, I think that's it. I think I want to understand this book sooner. Like, like I can, with final crisis, I know it's going to be spanning and there's all sorts of. Stuff happening that I'm not going to get And I accept that I guess in a Batman book I kind of want it to be more clear for me Which I think is why I'm having a hard time Grab onto it I just I feel constantly like I've missed something I guess And it moves really fast I mean Right where, where And then some of the stuff is real And some isn't Or what's And it's just like Like I'm at the point where I'm like Is this girl Is she like real Is she even You know Is she there Or is he And he just seems so out of character Like being in love That, that for me that came out of nowhere Because in my head Batman is the guy In, in Detective Comics I guess
2: Right, he, she's been around the entire run for him. I know, I know, and I
1: haven't been reading it, so yeah. that's that's my yeah. that's my deal. Um, yeah, so it's been like two years of her. Um, and maybe I'm also in denial because I don't want it to. I don't like. I don't want this to all change. I don't. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, no, I know. I still. I'm curious. I mean, the thing is, if if they kill him, if they, if they have somebody up to Batman, it's just part of the long story. I mean, when I was uh, in college and they did the whole Asriel Batman thing, and I freaked out, and foaming at the mouth because I didn't. Understand then the how how these things work. That sure. this just part part one of a story. The payoff was part two when when, when Batman comes back. Mm-hmm. You know that's they're setting you up for this. I mean they may, maybe that's what we will do here. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm willing to go along for the ride until we find out what's happening.
1: I'm, I'm interested. I'm not going to stop reading it. I just uh, I'm not. I don't quite get it. I guess yet. But that's fine. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Uh, New Avengers 41.
0: We're still on the island. <laughs> it's like it's like lost. It is like lost. Uh, well, I thought this, this issue was really interesting because it it goes back way back in the New Avengers run to the um to like the first or second story arc when we yes. were in Savage Land and saw the um saw sh- the Shield people doing something funky and, and I had
1: nearly forgotten about that.
0: And and I remember at the time we had all been like – because they're like, what's going on here? And then they get attacked and they left and they're like, we'll have to go back to that. And then Civil War started and I remember we were just like, what what's going on down there? So we finally get kind of – it clued in that way but through the eyes of um, Khazar and, uh, and, and Sheena. Shana. Uh, Shana, 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 Shana. Shana? Shana, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> And you know, I thought it—I I thought it was good, but again, I mean, it was good and bad. In that, it was good that it explained that and kind of you know continued the patchwork of the bigger story that Benis is telling, but bad in that it was just like, all right, well, let's let's get a move on here. You know, it's, it's <laughs> funny like it's the camera just keeps switching to somebody else's point of view for a while. I'm
1: like, okay, I, I got it. Kazar thinks it's weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: understand that that's what's happening. I would too if I were Kazar. Oh, and there's Captain America. I'm just like,
2: oh. So next issue, we're still gonna be on the island because next issue is is whatever's gonna happen. A savage line it. It. yeah. That's what I mean. Well, um,
1: here's
2: it's the thing. Be an island, right?
1: I don't even want to complain about this because, despite myself, I actually enjoyed reading this.
2: Yeah, no, I'm no not, any, I'm Anytime Venice can write Spider-Man, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, I, but I,
1: even I, I mean, it. even like I was like, I don't think Kazar. I don't have a lot of experience with Kazar. I was like, I don't think Kazar talks like
0: that. But I didn't really care because I still had fun reading no. it. Kazar's a man i mean he's he's was raised he, in 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 our society, I mean he's you know Kevin Plunder. Mm-hmm. I mean he's not like a savage okay yeah. I, I don't know i was yeah, just... this was, this was this was on character for Kazar I mean, okay it was totally yeah, so
1: um, and I just it, it was I liked how it tied back into the Avengers stuff from earlier, like I did a lot of oh yeah, and that was years ago, so that's kind of cool and and uh I just had I had fun reading this, and I know that it didn't move the whole thing, but it's probably my favorite of the of the secret invasion issues so far. I guess. Yeah. Just, it's just in that,
0: it's, just in that is telling us something. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. But they gotta get off
2: that island soon. They gotta. I mean. You
0: mm, mm, <laughs> just gotta move. I mean, it's gotta. I mean, yes. we saw what's going on in Captain Britain. How did that happen? You know, like, what? How? Why don't we get there? You know. So. I don't know. Nah. um yeah, no, but it was good. I mean, yeah, I, I, it, you know, I know we've been beaten on the Avengers books, the week, the apparently weekly New Avengers, Mighty Avengers schedule, um, and that's just because we're excited and we want the story to move forward. But I thought this one was this one was fun to read, and and I know t- typically, um, you know, Josh, you you previously haven't liked Billy Tan's art at all. Did you did you have a problem with it this time or no? Is
1: this the guy who did? Did he do the X Men?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was, yes. on, he was, was, on. He was much better here. It yeah, was yeah. much better. It was much
1: less. Uh, I don't know, animate not animated, but edgy. I,
0: you know what I'm talking about. He was
2: the guy that did the big sword X-Men issues. Yeah, um, that
0: was that wasn't good, but this was much he's better. Got a good Spider-Man. He's, I mean, good, great drawings of Spider-Man this week. He yeah, is a great. The Captain America at the end's a, a good Captain yeah. America. I love it when they he, really. His make problem, a his
2: problem was with with perspective in the X-Men stuff. Everybody's faces look flat if they weren't looking flat on. But here, mm-hmm. he he didn't have that problem. So maybe maybe it was an inking problem last time. I don't know, but it was, or maybe the inker this time was was better. For he, him. Inked, I don't know.
1: he inked it himself. Oh, then maybe it was, the inker was bad in enough yeah. So. Um, yeah or I maybe like, it's just getting better but either way no I, I enjoyed the art on this i think it worked it was it was clean it was it was good yeah. it wasn't wasn't amazing but um so, so. uh <laughs> i was in the shop and i looked over and i saw a new book from Dave Sim and i thought i'm not look whoa, what's that <laughs> like i just sort of like went back and uh it's uh. called it's called no, it, but I picked it up and it's it's called Judenhaas. It was a four dollar square bound sort of prestige format book, um, fifty
0: six pages, perfect bound, yeah.
1: Um, and it's basically a, an exploration of uh, anti semitism by by Dave Sim, which um is strange because he's not known for being the most accepting of persons. However, I was, I was actually so fascinated by it, and it was the four bucks, and I just thought, well, I have to read this. I, I have to check it out. Um, and it was really, really, really good. Um, I, w- I wish
2: this had been your pick of the week. I wish – because then we would, have a, we would have had a meltdown on the website. It would have been awesome.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I thought about it briefly, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't there have – an effigy
2: is burning of you.
1: I didn't have fun reading it. Oh, you know what I mean? It was, it was rough. It was, it was rough. really basically what it is is, um, it's it's Dave working in that photorealistic style again, um, where he's he's ugh, he's taking all sorts of image from Nazi concentration camps and 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 close up sort of ghastly images of of what happened to people there, and then. So it was a nice light read. It was not a nice light read, but it, it was um, it was actually really touching and the way that you do that kind of art where you you, you're taking a photo that's realistic but you're drawing it like it it lends it this other quality where it's so creepy to think that he had to sit there looking at the photo and then drawing it over and over again with tiny little crotch hatched cross hatched uh you know details and really look at it for a long time it makes you think about it it makes you look at it a little longer um and then the whole way through we basically he has quotes from from historical figures uh of of horrid antisemitism. I mean, just from everybody who you've ever uh Martin admired. Twain
0: Voltaire, like
1: it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh George Washington, uh you know, the Pope. Uh the very worst ones are at the end where it's by Martin Luther who is the who's the, the monk who is responsible for the for Protest, Protestantism splitting from Catholicism, um, nailing the, the thing to the church wall and all that or the door. Uh you know and it's horrid. I mean, just like the awful, awful amount of anti-Semitism that was in stuff. And you know, frankly, I didn't want to talk about this as the pick of the week. Yes, um, Yeah. I mean, just anybody, all, everybody who was, you know, uh, Neville Chamberlain, who was the prime minister in, in in the UK, and just even
0: our leaders, even
1: Truman, and all of our, you yeah, know, like the, no, everybody, everybody has, was. And, belt, yeah. and none of those people sound any worse than Hitler when it comes to talking about it. Um, and I'm gonna get in trouble again uh b- <laughs> but um, this is if if i mean if you're into history or you're into um you, uh, god forbid you're a um a buff of world war two um holocaust uh books uh this is actually something that's definitely worth taking a look at. it is a different side of dave sim um it's done entirely respectfully so it's there's
0: no you know like if you if you thought he was going to do something horrible he, he didn't um, no no he, he's definitely got the position that that he I mean he basically believes that the term anti-semitism and it says on the back that the term anti-semitism is completely inadequate to the abhorrent cultural phenomenon which it attempts to describe mm-hmm. you know like he's, he's definitely on the on the on the side of the right I guess here mm-hmm. yeah. that is not a good thing to and, to, and, yeah. and just how and,
1: historically for centuries and centuries and centuries how Judaism has been frowned upon. I mean, and just horribly outright, you know, people just calling them monsters and horrible, like, l- you know, like like Borat, but they're real people. I mean, just awful, awful shit. Um, and it's a really, really touching book. I mean, like, y- y- you'd be hard-pressed not to feel an emotional resonance from this. It's really graphic. It's not going to be for little kids or anything like that, obviously. Um, but take a, take a, pick it up if you're in a shop and take a look at it. He also, like, he ties it back to comics in the very beginning by just saying, you know, Look at, look at all the people who created comics, and it's Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Joe Schuster, Will Eisner, Max Gaines, Bob Kane, Jerry Siegel. These are all guys who, who very well could have been wiped out by the Holocaust, and you know, this is why and- it's important to you.
0: And it's it's interesting in comparison to like his his, his other project, Glaripus. I mean, Glaripus was you know like like when we, which we talked about. It was a you know kind of photorealism style um, exploration of, of early sixties fashion models. And, and at, at this heart of this, this is a photorealistic exercise focusing on Holocaust victims. Yes. Which is you know which is which is it sounds so um, callous to describe it that way, but it's literally he's doing the same thing, just changing the subject and changing the historical resonance. Well, it's also and, not and, about, but it's not about his process. Right. He's not no, no, talking no, no, about exactly. No, was. it's about the history. It's it, this is a history book. I mean, this is yes. definitely a history book. And and it's as noted by in the back where there are several pages of of annotations mm-hmm. and and bibliography and, and and source material and and references. And stuff like that. This is meticulously researched and like it was just. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't even know if this is a comic book, but it it, it was um it, it's definitely worth picking up four bucks. Yeah, uh, definitely worth picking up. And yeah, let's, well, let's yeah. move on because yeah. it's depressing. It's pretty, well,
0: so, Greg Rucka's back on Daredevil. <laughs> Switching gears.
2: Very fast.
0: Um, so are you guys happy to have your, your your Gotham Central team back together? Daredevil 107, Greg Rucka should
2: should stay here forever because uh, I didn't feel morose reading this book.
1: No. I did. I did. I was like, oh, Matt's still like, I'm, – I'm like, okay, you have a couple of issues, but you need to break Matt out of this thing. And I don't care if it's not realistic for him to forget about Mila, but I'm cool if he does.
0: <laughs> no, but I, but I think this is, I think they're laying the groundwork to do that. Yes, you know? I do too. Yeah. So
1: um, it just he
2: added something. There was a spark of energy to this book that's been lacking for like a year. Yeah. Well, it started that, to move. You
1: know, they, yeah. There was action, a new story. There
2: was stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, it's just like moving on.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I I wasn't I, I, the reason that this wasn't a pick. I wasn't really blown away by it. It was really solid. Um, there wasn't an oh wow moment. There wasn't any. But it was just. Um but it was good. It felt like we've moved out of we've we've taken a turn. We're gonna go in a in a slightly different direction and, and move forward, which was really nice. Um Yeah, these guys worked well together. What more can you say about Michael Lark's art? Um yeah.
2: No, I was I was I mean I I I just this is my favorite issue yeah. of forever just because, mm-hmm. you know anything to get him snapped out of this funk that not just Daredevil's been in, but the book and Right. Rubeka writing the book, just it's been in this Miller induced funk for years, and
1: just and, and and by extension the the character of Dakota, um, really in a good place because nobody else has been able to do what she did. Where yeah. I as whereas I think where's Foggy been all this time? You know, to be like he's an
0: enabler. <laughs> he's keeping the practice running, man. Someone's he is. Sure. Well,
1: yeah. Um, you know, Luke Cage showing up and this was fun. I I, I liked. I thought the first scene was really cool because it shows you how bad Matt is that he that he attacks Luke Cage. Like he's an absolute utter prick. I yep. mean, just just he's completely far gone, and yeah, and is. this is going to be about bringing him back. I hope. I want that to be the point
0: of this, and then we can sort of move forward from there. Yep. Um. Ultimate Spider-Man number uh, one twenty-two came out this week, and and it was funny because you know I didn't really think that we would talk about it on the show, but then somebody added it to the to our list of books we we're going to talk about, and I, I reread it, and the more I think about it, I, I kind of came on a kind of a bit of a um, realization about this book. Is that and, and bear with me, but similar to the you know personally I you know I enjoyed you know books like Strangers in Paradise and I watched shows like Nine Two and O and I watched you know dramas. And we all kind of watch them stuff like that. And the the thing that resonates with us is the characters, and you want it, you care, you start caring about the characters, and you want to see what happens. And what Bendis has done with Ultimate Spider Man, which I just realized with this issue, is that like the whole Peter Parker, Mary Jane, now Kitty Pride, all that kind of family that has grown, like every little thing that happens, I'm on the edge of my seat because I care about these characters. Oh yeah. Yep. And I think and I just think that that's just amazing I mean this is just the, this is just seems like a a one shot issue of of, of you know, spider man versus the shocker mm-hmm. and but it works in so much character inter- interactions amongst the kind of mini family that's been formed and you know, and, and that's re-
1: that's actually a testament to how well those characters have been developed is that um you know a lot of times the book only works when somebody's interacting with the main character, but in this one, Mary Jane and Kitty Pride can right. have you know yeah. they they can interact outside of peter and then that has meaning and that has resonance and that's really cool and i don't know it was kind of an interesting uh, this was a really cool look at the idea of of what about that jackass villain why is he such a jackass Yeah. yeah. You know? and that was it was good ben this you
2: know is known for his long drawn out six part eight part stories but this was like a this is a one shot story that you mm-hmm. could pick up and read and it was great I, the reason I put this on the list is because I, I closed it and I realized uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is pretty much the perfect comic book. Oh, yeah. It, it, is, it, is a, it, is, it is comic book personified. It is fun. It is exciting. It is drawn well. It is written well. Uh, the characters are great. There is no more – there is no better comic book out there Can in I, terms of this one, is perfect.
1: 122 issues of this. Yeah, yep. amazing. Can you even – That's amazing.
2: It's cool. No. It's just, I mean, it, it's not, I'm not saying it's the best comic book out there or the best no. written or the best drawn, but it is perfect. Yep. The, it is a perfect comic book. That's why I put it on it. I had the realization of reading 122. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like I had a similar realization and, like, why is it yeah.
2: perfect? And it just, it's just great. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so if you haven't read Ultimate Spider-Man, where could you find it?
2: Uh, assuming you're in New York, you go to Jim Henson's Universe because it's one of America's best and most progressive comic book stores. Jim Henson's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles related merchandise from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is located in opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan at 325 New Dorp Lane, in Staten Island. And I was actually in the subway and I saw New Dorp Lane has, has a stop on the bus in Staten Island. Maybe you can go nice. there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe were you, far were you,
1: you weren't in Staten Island.
2: No, I just looked at the map and I saw oh. New Dorp. And I went, oh, New Dorp Lane. And God, I did the no. whole ad in my head again. <laughs> uh, and You can visit Jim Halen's Universe on the web at jhuniverse.com. Visit them at MySpace at myspace.com
0: slash Jim Universe. Jim Halen's Universe where art literature meet. So, so we'd mentioned it was a it was a ridiculous um, week as far as books, and there's a whole more stack of things to talk about. So, we're going to motor through a bunch. Um, I'm so pissed that all I'm not reading this an issue.
2: All Star Superman 11. Uh, I think this is the penultimate issue. I'm pretty sure it ends with 12. I, I think I guess. Um, No one writes a better Lex Luthor than, than Grant Morrison. This is all about Lex Luthor. Uh, you, you know, from earlier in the run, he's been in prison the whole time, and this issue opens up with his execution, which doesn't quite go as planned. Um, they foolishly let him fix uh, a final cocktail, which turned out to be a 24-hour superpo- superpower cocktail, and he busts, out of, he busts out of prison. This is, like, the biggest, wackiest, greatest science, science fiction Superman story ever told. And he burns all the guards with his heat vision, and he, he stops bullets with his hands, and he goes out, and he wrecks havoc. And, while this is happening, Superman is literally dying from his uh, sun poisoning. So he's not his his strongest to deal with super hard Lex Luthor. No one writes a scarier, smarter, genius, evil genius Lex Luthor than Grant Morrison. This is he 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 blows every other Lex Luthor out of the water. Um, just fantastic and just so, so sad that the last issue is is coming up. Um, this has been one of the greatest books in the last couple of years. Cool. I yeah. uh, I I really
1: want the next trade a lot. <laughs>
2: I really a, want them to put it in absolute
1: form a lot. I was lot I was actually I was pissed off that I couldn't that I, like I was like I don't want to buy this issue because I haven't been buying the issues but I really wanted that to actually be a contender this week. So It's very good.
0: Yeah. Sorry. It's alright. Um, so uh, proof number 8 from Image Comics. I'm I'm loving this world that they're creating in proof
2: yeah, we haven't talked about Proof in a while, but Proof yeah. is still going strong. I actually felt like there was a bit of a lull in the, in like the 5, 6 issue area. Yeah. But the last two, this current storyline, they just ended with the, um, the big game Hunters and... Yeah. And I thought it was really good. I thought this issue with this issue particularly it was really strong.
0: Yep. Um, I just like I uh, like the addition addition of the deputy, the Elvis guy. Yep, just like yep. I just like the way like I feel as if now the characters are kind of coalescing and and like I I buy into the world that they're building and 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 you're right that the this this one was really strong and now I'm excited for the next arc. So.
2: Yeah. If, if you all like non-traditional sort of bigfoot adventure,
0: this is X Filesy you know, kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah so. When is when's so there
1: awesome. a trade coming out for of this damn thing?
2: Probably. Well, well, have issue eight, and the stories are only not as long as normal stories, so I don't know.
0: Hmm. I, I Although, wait, no, there, there was
2: an ad for it, the book there was an ad for it. Oh, I'll tell you after the show. Oh no, here it is. Uh, Collects the first five issues. Uh, it doesn't
1: say when. Soon.
2: This is b- book 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 one. That's all it says.
1: It'll probably be out of San Diego. It's yeah. only gonna be ten bucks too. So yeah, ten oh. bucks.
2: All right. the first five issues. I will do that. Yes. Action Comics eight sixty five. Jeff Johns is on a retcon tear. That's awesome. <laughs> Everything must be he, uh, fixed. If we could get him on uh, Daredevil and Retcon Miller, out, that'd be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> he here he takes a toy man which is which which has who has gone through very very many incarnations over the years and and he we find out that those were all toy androids that the original toy man had made, so we see all the different versions of the toy man show up as androids. And um, Actually it's funny is there's more Batman than this than Superman, because Toy Man's been put in Arkham. So it's just it's just I wanted to mention that uh John's is just on a tear. He's 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 taking all the things that have been wrong and fixing them. Slowly but surely. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's um, like
1: Karnak of the Inhumans. He can spot the <laughs> I, He can spot the flaw. Uh
2: who was that? Who's the villain that could spot the flaw? It was a major disaster. Um Uh, somebody on the website had said that that all Superman stories are reading read the same except for also Superman they need to read um, Jeff Johns' action comics because it's really very very good next issue Gary Frank comes back and starts a bring act story and then next month on Superman James Robinson starts and they're going to start writing in tandem so that's going to be really fantastic people need to be reading action comics cool damn oh I'm still going Huntress number two Huntress year one number two I wanted to mention because um it's sort of it's sort of a standard year one story and it's and it takes a lot of fam- some familiar tropes huntress is a um Italian uh American character whose family was the mafia. Yeah, very original, but um in this it, in, the, hey, the, in mafia, the year one the, the
0: mafia's got families too.
2: I know, but it's just every Italian character's family is in the mafia. We shouldn't um, talk unless, about this. Unless you all are in the mafia Ron. <laughs> what? Um uh, and basically, the, the the first issue, she gets sent to Italy uh, because her family's been massacred uh, by a rival family, and so this is basically she's grown up and she's she's ready to, she's ready she's pissed off, and it's just been really strong. Some some new writer I've never heard of, called um, Ivory Madison, and so it's good to see more women writing, especially women characters. Oh characters. she works she
0: oh no, no uh, she works down the street from my comic shop here in San Francisco. Because um, because uh, when Huntress Year One number uh, Year One number one came out, all the people that worked with her were coming in to buy it, and they're like, "We work with her, we work with her." And so yeah, apparently this is her first comic book and everything. She works for some uh, a website that uh, that's like a writers a web like a social network for writers. I think it's called, called redroom.com dot com or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which sounds kind of you know dirty, but. Um, um, but yeah, no, apparently the, I think this is her first comic And she's coming f- not from traditional kind of comic writing But more from just, you know, tr- you know writing You know?
2: Well, if it's her first comic, then, then it's very good Because most people's first comics are not are usually pretty bumpy But this is pretty solid And it's, yeah. it's, just a, it's just very interesting If you like the character of the Hunters, this is a good thing to read um, I didn't, I liked her, so I thought it, it was good Cool
0: So, um, um, uh, 1985 from Marvel Comics uh, Mark Miller is be- starting
1: a whole new genre
0: well, well, hang on, hang on. So, so a, lo- a, lot of the, a lot of these creators um, th- that are out now, like Mark Miller and Grant Morrison and Bendis and stuff like that, they, they, they get these ideas and they, they, they make the mistake of talking about them years before they can actually do them. Right. Um, and so 1985 is one of those ideas that Mark Miller has been talking about literally for years and it was originally supposed to be a Fumetti comic. And if you don't know what Fumetti is, that's the use of um, photography um, as the art as opposed to actually drawing it. Um, and somewhere along the line, they decided to scrap that, and they got Tommy Lee Edwards to draw it. And I remember they – when Miller was um, The World Chicago actor, they made a big deal about the fact that 1985 was happening. It was going to come out. Here we are almost a year later, and we finally get the first issue. And what the concept is is the concept is, is that if you read Secret Wars – um, you would get this, but many of you didn't, and I don't blame you. But um, what happened with Secret Wars was that – Hey, that was awesome, Secret Wars. Secret Wars was awesome. And the, Secret Wars was the first major kind of Marvel kind of cross-comics cross, you know, cross comics, uh, crossover that took all the heroes and a bunch of villains and put them in this other dimension or this other world where they had to fight each other and, and for because the Beyonder said they had to. And it led to Doom fighting the Beyonder and Doom getting the power of the Beyonder and this whole big battle and all this kind of stuff. And then it ended. And when it ended, everybody went back to Earth. And but what Miller's saying is that when the villains went back to Earth, they didn't make it back to Marvel six one six Earth first. They stopped in our reality, in our Earth. Earth Prime. Earth Prime, yeah, in DC. <laughs> And so this is the story of telling that where what where what we see is we see we get kind of a quick little recap of Secret Wars and then we see you know a world that in in 1985 that's very much like our own and there's a comic book shop and there's a snarky you know um, guy who works there with a Cerebus T-shirt and and there are, if you look on the walls there are, you know cover you'll recognize all the covers from the 80s, which was great which, which was great totally totally <laughs> great totally made me believe that this is the 85 in the world and. This kid stumbles upon an old, um, an old huge mansion uh, in near his neighborhood, and this creepy kind of guy with sunglasses is moving in. And it's kind of weird, and he looks up, and in the window is the Red Skull. And so <laughs> essentially what's happened is that the villains have landed on our Earth, and they're just basically setting up camp in this huge old mansion. <laughs> it's a reality
2: show coming next season. for exactly. season. It's like
1: Miller's only going to do books about kids who read too many comics from Maybe. now on. That's but- going to be his thing.
0: But that said, I don't care because this was awesome. This, I, I agree. I just loved it. I mean, and, and of course, because I'm a kid who read comics and, and all this kind of stuff. But it's like this, the universe that, that he's you know opened up to is just is, like I can't wait to see where this goes. Like this is just it's a it's a high concept and it's a little hokey and a little weird. Um, and it ends with you know them seeing Doctor Doom and you know, but um, no, it is a Hulk. And, then, and no, it ends with Doctor Doom, and then they stumble upon. And there's the Hulk. Yeah, so right. um, it's supposed to be the, the, the little you know the end of Secret Wars, and right before they come back from Secret Wars, you know whether or not it's it's totally canon or not, I don't really care. It just it just seems like a lot of fun, and I actually like Tommy Lee Edwards' art a lot. It reminded me of uh, um art. Yeah, so, yeah, I see that, which is uh, good for realistic world stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it, this was a blast. This is so much fun to read. I
1: like know. the characterization of the kid and the dad. I thought that was really nice.
0: Oh yeah, it was really, really good, and even even the characterization of mole man, you know what i mean and like and 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 moleman talking to doom and stuff like that like like it made it made it somewhat believable you know like this this almost reminds me of like a marvels mm-hmm. yep. you know um so yeah it was fun, it was just re- it was fun yeah it was a lot of fun, so i mean
2: I picked it up on a on a whim. And I was
1: really glad I
0: did. Yeah, no, this is gonna be a fun series. I think this is definitely gonna be a blast. So, uh, or at least the first issue, and then we'll see if it. Yeah, <laughs> like kick ass goes off the rails. Go ahead.
1: Now, did uh, did have either of you ever read Fire Breather? I have. You have. Yep. Um, for those of you who don't, uh, know, there was a miniseries that came out. in two thousand five, I think, from Image, uh, written by Phil Hester, uh, art by Andy Kuhn. Um. It was a really fun little mini-series. I think there was four issues, maybe. Maybe it's six. Cool yeah. Um, And the concept is there's this kid, and his mom is a normal human, but his dad is a 300-foot-tall dragon. Uh, who's like the over... He's like the Fin Fang Foom overlord of all... Like, just... He's a full-on dragon. Puny yeah. humans, all that stuff. Uh, You know, speaks, speaks like an Arthurian knight. Um... And it was a really fun miniseries, and not much happened with it. It kind of went away. I think Firebreather made a made an appearance in the Invincible books at some point, or in some yeah. Firebreather
0: pops up here and there throughout. There, there was like a the Pact. I think it was. It was like yeah. where Zephyr from <laughs> Noble Causes and Invincible and Firebreather they formed like a mini team for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. and basically, Firebreather is the kid, and his name is his name's funny. I'm trying to remember what it is. Duncan it's Rosenblatt. Duncan Rosenblatt. <laughs> he's he's um. Duncan Roseblatt, <laughs> um, and and he's like he looks pretty much like a normal kid, except he has orange skin. He's got little nubs of horns. And he's got these tiny little wings. And he there's literally he has uh, there's custody issues. Like he has to spend the weekend with his dad in a cave where his dad beats the shit out of him. Um, you know, training him to be a dragon, and then his mom is like a normal human who's bugging him about bills and stuff like that. Um, this is has a lot similar to um Invincible has a lot yeah. of the things that I really like about Invincible are part of this book um and this is the the first issue number 1 of the ongoing series
0: came out this week um and, and I you should. I'm pick... glad you wanted to mention it because I was afraid with this huge week that this would get buried in all the other books that came out. Yeah, and this is a fun book to read.
1: This was up there. I, I would have almost picked this. I think if if Astonishing X Men, this might have had a had a shot because I really I like this kind of book and it's it's the same thing we were talking about. It's the thing that the Ultimate Spider Man has. It's the thing that Invincible has. Um, it's just a, it's not necessarily a superhero. It's just sort of a. He's a kid w- who's half-dragon. And it's just a funny... It's a fun concept, but it's done sort of realistically. And it's a good It's a good book. It's a really good book. So please please make sure to check this one out. Cool. More now from you? Oh, look at this. Now, who really thought that I wasn't going to pick Fables is, is the pick? Like, there must have... Like, for a second, I was like, oh, I hope I don't have to pick Fables. Because I just don't want to deal with the fallout.
2: Yeah, that would have been...
1: I know, I know. Bad. But it was awesome. Because the war has started, and they are... Um, th- there's you know how in um, especially the second and the third Lord of the Rings movies, the books as well, but the movies more people have seen. Um, th- there was a real strategy to the attacks, like you could see, right. like they sent the orcs in, and then there was ladders, and then the th- and I, I always love that part where like the strategy for the attack is real, and that's what this book is about. It's how the the fables are attacking the the adversary's forces, um, using real strategy and the way that they're doing it. It's really tactical and it's really specific um and it is a, it's a ton of fun. Uh this book is has been great. Um it's this is as good as it's ever been and it looks like there's a little there was a three-part story on the war. So good cool. stuff. And I've one uh final um prediction to make. Uh yep. if when Dare da- Dan Dare number 7 comes out, uh Dan Dare, Dare yep. s- number 6 came out this week, uh either Connor or myself have the pick. Yep. I'm guessing it's going to be the pick of the week. <laughs>
2: Six, is so good. Six was so good. Six was so good. was really, really good.
1: Really oh. good. <laughs> oh, man. This this series has been good every single time. Th- thank you, Connor, for picking it the first time so that I read it no. Um, no. because I have enjoyed every one. Yeah. And this is Ennis at his finest, and I, I don't think anyone's reading it for some reason. And that's, no, that's are
2: And I think people complain that Ennis is too graphic in his books and, 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 and want to be able to read them but can't should read Dare because there's, there's like no blood in it. And yeah. there's no, there's you know, no it's language. science fiction.
0: I mean it's science fiction. Yeah. I mean it's and, and science fiction steeped in, in war stories, which is yeah. great. So.
1: And there's just a beautiful, beautiful – like the Dare character. Like how much do you want him to be your uncle? <laughs> He's the greatest guy ever, and the way that he treats the 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 girl, the sub lieutenant, and and the way yep. that it's about like the way that the military apparatus works as opposed to the fighting men. It's clearly somebody who's read a lot of World War Two material. I mean, a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. and it, it just it reads sort of like you know it's like a Stephen Ambrose book, but but in space with v- Venusians. Um, yep. it's a great book. Loved it, and I really can't wait for the conclusion. Although I don't want it to be over. <laughs> there.
2: I see in the back page they're doing an oversized hardcover, but only the first three issues. That's mysterious. oh, that's not smart. That's weird. Yeah. Really? Why don't you just wait? Wait until the whole thing's out. Put, if they put out an oversized hardcover the whole series, I'm buying that. Book. These but these these Virgin first people. First three issues.
0: Virgin's weird. They're trying to the do things. I don't know. But um, so you got to make sure you don't stand there as well as all the other great comic books. And the best way to do that is to uh, purchase your books on Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, DCBS, as they're affectionately known, uh, they're an online website where you can go uh, uh, do your uh, uh, weekly, monthly kind of comic book uh, uh, shopping. Uh, they've got specials up to 75% off. They typically discount 40% off the major publishers. Um, they've got a flat rate shipping of five ninety-five for all orders. Um, so anything you order, um, you know, no matter how much you order, it's just a flat rate. You can buy anything that comes out in previews every week. They've got over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock, um, and when you make an order, you can track that order online, see where it's going. Um, so head over to www.dcbservice.com. That's dcbservice.com, and start buying your comics at the Discount Comic Book Service. So uh, as we've mentioned on previous podcasts, uh, over at ifanboy.com slash comics is where you can pull your comics every week and rate them and leave reviews, and um, we've got a couple of reviews from from the users at iFanboy that, uh, uh, that we wanted to kind of spotlight. Um our first one comes from Muadi. Is that how I pronounce it? Muadi. 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 Writing about Final Crisis number one, um, and he or she gave the story a four out of five and the art a five out of five. Um, And says that there's no pandering to fanboyism or any artificial hooks. The Martian Manhunter's death is brilliantly executed. How was he captured in the first place? I have no idea. I could care less. But as far as we're able to tell, he's mercilessly and unceremoniously executed. No drawn-out fight or huge splash pages lend the incident any effective excess, which is so overplayed in superhero fiction that it wouldn't have been really effective if they tried to anyway. So interesting. Thoughts.
1: I, I, I liked that. I thought that was a really good take on it because, you know, it's it's in in contrast to a lot of the criticisms. Um, a book that we don't talk about very much is Thor. And patio wrote in um, on Thor number nine, giving the story four to five and the art, four out of five. I'm really enjoying this series after getting very close to dropping it. Koypel's art is fantastic. JMS's scripting is right on. I can't believe I said that. If there's any problem, it's that Thor's character has yet to really define or redefine himself. It looks like he's going to be taking on his father's mantle by ruling Asgard, but the trade-off is that he seems a less relatable character now. And I hope we see some stories where Thor can develop more than just a paternalistic ruler side of his personality. That's a fair Um, comment. Okay. Yeah, it's it's actually yeah. really nice, but he, he likes it. He said there was a little lull. I've read uh, the first six
0: of them and a couple after, and I'm going to prepare something on that at some point. I don't know what it is. So um, so make sure you head over to ifanboy.com forward slash comics and check out the other reviews the folks have r- uh, written and, and write your own reviews. It would be nice uh, to see what you think. And in so, the in the middle
1: of that, um, if you want to watch any movies or TV shows on DVD, you can go to Netflix. Over ninety thousand titles, uh, no late fees, free shipping both ways. They have the Blu-ray titles for the high def. They have fast delivery, so usually a day either way. Uh, most of the most of the shipments will go out that same day they get them. The plans starting at four ninety nine. Of course, you can get a free two week trial if you go to www.netflix.com/Ifanboy. So do that.
0: Excellent. And uh, real quickly, we were remiss last week in mentioning that we had done a, a special edition podcast about the Indiana Jones and the, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull movie. Um, so if you missed that, head over to, um, to iFanboy.com or look in the feed um, wherever you download in iTunes, whatever you download that directly. Um, and we talked about Indiana Jones without Connor, um, which is – You guys were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you really liked it, don't You're listen wrong. to it. Meh. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> you can head over to ifanboy.com, um, and that's where, where you can read Josh's Pick of the Week review as well as a ton of great discussion. It was a great week for, art, um, for articles on ifanboy and discussion and everybody was talking and arguing and bickering and all that, the good stuff that makes a good internet website. And everybody
2: should look this week. There's going to be lots of new things happening this week.
0: Yes, it's going to be very exciting this week. So um, head over to ifanboy.com and make sure you register and uh, check it all out.
1: Uh, and then while you're there and you want to burn some cash, get over to the ifanboy.com slash store. You will find uh, links to the books from our video shows and some of our recommendations and, and a, a portal to Amazon where you can buy stuff through them that will help out the show uh, and the site. So please do that. Thank you.
2: I just wanted to make a quick note because I got this email twice this week. Um, if you don't want to buy something specifically from the store but want to go to Amazon and help us, you just click on the little Am- Powered by Amazon link and that takes you to Amazon.com. Yeah. Because people have been confused about how to... Get there if they're not buying it. the stuff we've listed. Yeah, pretty click much. On a, click on that gra- graphic and it goes to Amazon and then we get credit. So you, that's how you do it.
0: Yeah, or click on any of the banners from Amazon that are on the site and then just shop on Amazon as you normally would and then that helps us as well. So thank okay. you. Um, and uh, as Josh mentioned, we got a video show that comes out every Saturday at noon. You can check that out at revision3.com forward slash ifanboy. Um, this past week, uh, this past Saturday, we, uh, we talked a little bit about Sin City and uh, we gushed a little, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but next week is the big show um, if you head over to ifanboy.com you you saw a couple of weeks ago we said that we had the opportunity to talk to a legend of comics and we asked for your questions and this Saturday uh, we present to you, Stan Lee so and, and we're very excited about that one did talking? that really happen? Yeah, I think it did sure. yeah. <laughs> I
2: hope uh, every weekday ifanboy.com or version3.com you can find the ifanboy mini which is a short form 1 to 4 minute we should say 1 to 3 but really it's not 1 to 4 minute a uh, video show from from one of us uh, talking about anything and everything with comics, and they're
1: always fun. It's also, uh, it's also never been one minute. Um, iFanboy... <laughs> hey, we, that's a challenge. that sounds like a challenge. To I me. Will, I'll, yes, make a short, I'll make a short <laughs> one, shit. Uh, if, if we would give you the shirt off our back, but instead they sell them over at Jinx.com slash iFanboy. Send a picture of yourself wearing it over to Jinx. They'll send you free stickers. Send it to us because we always think that's fun.
0: Yes, that's the only. Reason. And um, you can email us at contact@ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven with any questions or comments or anything like that. Typically, we read them on the po- here on the podcast. We'll get back to them next week. Um, and also, every week we do our letters column. So if you write in an email, you might make the letters column, which is fun. So well, they might if, even if make you a video fr- show.
2: Yeah, if you want to be our friends in the social networking, you can go to ifanboy.com/slash/about, and there you can find links to all of our social networks: MySpace, ComicSpace, for Facebook, Twitter, everything like that, and uh, be our
1: friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. many, many people responded by writing reviews in iTunes and we so much yeah. appreciate it. Thank <laughs> we you. We overwhelming. Blue through 200. There blew are, through two- there, listen though, we're not done. There are still thousands of you Yeah. who haven't and what, what's, you, do you have any excuse? You have a computer obviously. You know what? We're not, you know, we're not going to talk to you <laughs> until you do. So go to iTunes, and leave a review or we're on the outs, buddy. Uh, <laughs> or just if you can, uh, if, if you can just tell people you think might enjoy the show, let them know about it. That would help us very much. Uh do that.
0: Yes. And what would also help us if you head over to ifanboy.com forward slash donations um, where you can uh, click to donate and help help um, help the help us out with everything we do and we appreciate everybody who's donated and thank you very much. Um, man, I'm going you know, to... Can I just so, say... Uh, whew.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. There we go. Whew. Yeah, but this is this is one of the weeks that you make, makes you feel good about reading comics because everything... Yeah. You know, I didn't really have a bad comic in the whole bunch I had. It was yeah. a great
0: week. It was a great week. It just, I'm just... Uh, there, so were, there were
1: more good books that we could have talked about. We just had to draw the line
0: somewhere. And I got to tell you, the, the the whole Memorial Day, Thursday thing just, just screwed my whole week up. Like, oh, you know, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, no. you No idea. So... Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to a regular schedule next week, so... We
2: didn't even talk about rookie Cal Jordan.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that was about... so good. Green Lantern was so good. It was a great Usagi Ojimbo. Yeah, see? We can't talk about them all. So. Ugh. All right. So <laughs> I'm until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor, And I am Josh and I have no
1: joke.